0: I'm Richard van den Berg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 214, for the weekend starting 13 April 2018. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, real technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, digital radio may be coming to South Africa,
1: finally. Also this week, signs of spring in the South African economy. Xiaomi is set to be eyeing GoPro. Telegram banned in Russia. Mm. And HomePod sales disappoint for Apple.
0: It's Friday, and that means, it's, again, it's time to talk tech.
1: Well, welcome to the show. How's it, Rehaut? How's it, Duncan? It's been a long week, hasn't it? I'm tired. I'm going to sleep yeah, after, after this. <laughs> after <that>. Not now. <laughs> not now. Not now. I promise. <laughs> um, lots to talk about, though. There's quite a lot happening, including uh, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, testimony to uh, the mm. Congress and to Senate, the, the U.S. Senate uh, during the course of this week. Uh, I saw a lot of people joking that he behaved a bit like a robot uh, in his responses. He did him.
0: look like Spock, therefore. <laughs> oh, sorry, Data. Not Spock.
1: Commander Commander Data, yeah. Was it you who sent me that uh, picture (laughs) of him dressed up in the Star Trek uniform? Um, But we'll talk about that a bit later in the show. Lots to uh, discuss today. We're, of course, streaming live on Spreaker once again. We're not doing video this week, um, mainly because we've got a few issues with that. We need to bed down. Uh, So we're going to... We're going to get that right before coming back on youtube probably in a few weeks time Um, but we've got some quite exciting stuff we're doing in the studio here as well to improve audio quality make that video perfect so lots of work to do the other exciting news is that you can now whatsapp that's right you can Hmm. now whatsapp us live on air so uh, you can send us a message or better yet send us a voice note uh, any questions you might have for us uh, any comments on the stories we're talking about today or anything more broadly in the technology industry, you can send us a WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note on this special number, 71 That's 71 And I'd like to thank MTN for arranging that fantastic number for us. Uh, thanks, Jackie. Great. Well, uh, before we get into the week's news, I think let's um, let's do our quiz. We only have four questions in the quiz this week, uh, mainly because I forgot to write a fifth one. Uh, so let's uh, let's get 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 underway. Rakh, do you want to do the first question? Certainly. The
0: first question of this week's quiz: Iqbal surveys plan to list a chunk of independent media and some e-commerce assets was stopped by the JSC this week. What was the name of the entity he was planning to list?
1: And a second question, Google has launched a new lightweight Android search engine, or search app rather, for emerging markets in Africa. What is it called? The third question, who has been appointed to replace
0: Yani Jarana as chief officer at Vodacom Business?
1: And the last question in this week's quiz, who has been appointed as the new CEO of Liquid Telecom in South Africa? And that's our quiz. As always, we get to the answers at the end of the show. But uh, let's dive straight in with this week's news. And um, something that is actually just broken uh, literally within the hour of us going live on the show is a statement from the communications regulator, ICASA, uh, that they have issued a discussion document on digital radio in South Africa with a view to holding public hearings and potentially licensing the first commercial digital radio broadcasters in South Africa. We've been talking about this for many years. And in fact, I did a very good um, uh, panel discussion last year. Rechot, you were there, I think. Mm, mm. Um, We did it at Classic FM in in, uh, Melrose Arch, if I remember correctly, uh, with uh, some experts on this this issue, talking about some of the trials we've run uh, of both digital audio broadcasting, or DAB or DAB+, and DRM, which stands for Digital Radio Mondial, uh, DAB+ plus is in effect the digital version of of FM. I know I'm simplifying that a lot, and DRM is in if, in effect the uh, digital equivalent of AM or medium wave radio. Um, very few countries have um, have ported across entirely from the analog FM and AM bands to digital. I think Sweden's done it, if I'm not mistaken. One of the Scandinavian countries has switched off analog broadcasts, but most almost all countries in the world. Um, that have introduced digital are still broadcasting uh, analog broadcasts as well, and I think in South Africa, where um, uh, you know uh, FM radios are, a lot of people listen on cell phones, for example, um, and you know the, the penetration of FM radio in South Africa is absolutely enormous. I think it's going to take decades, if ever, uh, before we see FM broadcasts being switched off. Yeah, yeah. but but what it does uh, potentially is to make the market more competitive. Uh, introduce greater consumer choice in that we'll have new radio stations and hopefully more specialist radio stations in South Africa. Uh, I'd love to see you a licensing, a rock music station. Um, uh, yeah,
0: it's the evolution of podcasting. I mean, if you think yeah. about, you know, a lot of podcasts out there and it is growing by the day. The next evolution of that, I mean, yes, you have you have a lot of digital channels online, but the the evolution of that is to be able to broadcast to a broader audience. You know, if and if you make that access like a public access style system, or give people to get access to something like that, imagine how much uh, stimulation you can do in an industry that just yearning for voices, new voices, and uh, you know, for, for on the air,
1: for sure. Um, You mentioned podcasting, which is an interesting one. And I mean, this is obviously a podcast that we're now live streaming on the internet. So um, one wonders with the advent of of the internet, whether um, there's a need for digital radio. I mean, in in five years from now, are we not all just going to be streaming uh, our content rather than listening to broadcasts?
0: Yeah, you can argue that we may have missed a bit of opportunity and the gap there. I mean, there was a time where digital radio had made a lot of sense. and, And you rightfully say that with the internet Probably less so because a lot of people still, a lot of people can now stream more from their phones. Mm. But I think we have to be realistic in, the, in think about data as well. And if we have car radio that can pick up digital broadcast, if we have accessible handheld radios that can pick up digital broadcast, they're still going to form a big part of the community or population. I think that's going to yeah. be listening to this because there's no data involved, um, and the very very nature of always on, kind of. Curated programming. So you're tuning to an FM station or to a radio station, yep. um, whether it's rock music or talk or whatever. You subscribe to them or you listen to them. You're tuning to them every day because you want to listen to what they have to say. You like what they are doing. Um, and the, it's, a, it's the, the ease of use of just switching on radio to have that. It's one button press and your radio's on, right? In exactly. Exactly. With podcasts, I mean, it's great, but the barrier to entry there is different. You need to find either – firstly, find which podcast podcasters you want to listen to, um, then get a podcast player, um, and then find a way to kind of download and f- consume those. And for the average user, I don't think we're there yet. Um,
1: you know, you're right. It's, 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 um, it's an ease of access thing. And, and I, I think the vast majority of people simply get in their cars, the radio either switches on itself mm, or they press mm. a button, and they listen to their favorite radio station. Um, when you're listening to a podcast, you have to, first of all, you have to install a podcasting app on your phone, you then need to search for the podcast you're looking for. And then when you get in the car, you've got to switch on your phone again, mm-hmm. pr- open the app, press play. So there's a, there's a little bit more resistance there. Uh, I think people do go to podcasts, though, because um, they're looking for superior quality yes. uh, and, and perhaps niche interests, which they're not getting through broadcast radio. Uh, I mean, th- I know that I listen to a lot of music on Spotify in the car streaming. Mm because I don't like a lot of the music that gets played, uh, on South African radio. Um, yeah, you know, I yeah. like a particular genre of music and I can listen to my taste in music in the car using Spotify. So that little bit of extra hassle of opening the app on my phone is worth it. Sure. For sure. Um, and but of course, for, a lot of people don't have, um, you know, older cars don't have Bluetooth, of mm-hmm, course, so mm-hmm. um, some people can't even stream music through their car audio system, uh, which is obviously, a. but that's obviously changing as new, sure, most sure. even entry-level cars now, I think, have Bluetooth integrated into the radio.
0: But there's nothing wrong with good old 3.5 mil from auxiliary port in your car to your phone. That's what I still use. I don't need Bluetooth. Okay. Uh, but still, the app, you know, paying subscription services is great for us, but a lot of people, you know, again either can't afford or they just don't want to go through that they just want to switch on something they're happy with that curated content and that's why we have public broadcasters. they should be uh, driving these kind of things to to cater to those users i mean there is everything available to anybody you just need to know where to find it but i do love i mean i do love the idea of a public broadcast system or something that is available over the air you need to tune in between hour one and hour two to listen to that uh, that show or that person i mean yes it would be nice to have the podcast version of whatever contents on these channels too but again if i get into my car sometimes i just put on the radio and just listen to stuff i would love to have more more option in that arena and maybe even be a be a broadcast imagine we are imagine we've got a show that we can put on every hour of the day for 24 de- uh, for twenty four hours a day a good show talking tech doing mm. music Having a variety of shows, yeah, for there's sure. a lot we can
1: do. And I think there'll be cross, a lot of cross-pollination pollina- between uh, podcasters and, and radio in future. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really see it in the States. Leo Laporte, who does, I think, the most successful podcast network in in America, uh, the Twit network. Um, He does a lot of syndicated stuff, which goes out on his uh, podcast platform, but then he repackages it. And I think he even does some of it live on national radio Mm -hmm. in America. Um, So I I think we're going to see that sort of cross-pollination happening as well, particularly as new, you know, if digital radio comes into South Africa, there's going to be a huge demand for content and um and many of these radio stations will be actively looking for content and mm. and, and will not necessarily have the budgets to do it themselves so there may be an opportunity there for, for podcasters in South Africa who produce professional level content nice. to uh, to offer it to to uh, to to radio stations i think it's a model that would work well
0: yeah very exciting times although i must be honest the one thing that i would still love to see and hopefully this technology could stimulate that type of technology advancements but Please give me one hour rewind or, tw- or, or or twenty minute rewind in my car radio because you know sometimes you get into your car you listen to the back end of a conversation especially on talk radio yes and you just wanted to hear what what happened before it would be so nice to just turn back just press yeah. the rewind button like a PVR style yeah. uh, radio consumption
1: I, I listen to the, I listen to radio mostly for news so. Um that would be useful because often yeah. I switch on the radio and it says, Well that was the news. Uh, our next <laughs> bulletin at the top of the hour is like, Oh, that's fifty five minutes from now. Yeah. And I've just missed the news bulletin. So being able to read wind like that would be very useful. I don't think you can do that with digital audio broadcasting, although I might be mistaken.
0: But the technology is certainly going to lend itself much uh, allow it to do it much more easily than FM because with FM you just would you'll have to break laws to be able to offer that kind of technology in a car radio with digital you can still encrypt all that signal mm. make sure it's just got that maybe five minute ten minute buffer
1: yeah yeah
0: it's a nice idea it probably wouldn't happen well. <laughs>
1: um so it's early days yet um i think it's going to be a while before we see the first commercial um digital radio on air in south africa mm. discussion document is out it's still literally come out now and i haven't had a chance to read it yet i uh, just seen the ICASA statement um and they're going to be public hearings 45 days to provide written comment to ICASA. i think from today Mm. So that would put us when uh, mid, uh, towards the end of May, um, written submissions into a cast. And then there'll be public a public inquiry where um, where people will be able to um, submit their views. And I've got no doubt there's going to be an enormous amount of uh, interest and submissions from the industry. I mean, we saw that uh, panel discussion we held uh, last January, I think it was. Um, and go, go have a look at the site. It's, it's there. Just search Digital Radio on Tech Central. You'll find the podcast. But there's so, so much, so much uh, to talk about and so much um, nuance to the subject. Uh, and um, there's no doubt it's been done in many other countries, including the UK. So lots of learnings as well that we, mm. that ICASA can draw on. Um, by the way, uh, before I forget, ICASA, I don't know what's happened, but ICASA seems to have lifted its game this year. Um, you know, we've always derided it as a bit of a useless regulator, but yeah. um, they really have lifted their game. They've published uh, just in the last few weeks uh, the um, – the um, dynamic spectrum regulations dealing with TV white spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are, they've been quite widely praised for publishing those regulations. Now they're pushing into this. It almost seems as if there's been a bit of a shake-up in... Um...
0: Where there's a will, there's a way, clearly. Yeah,
1: I don't know what's happened there, but, uh, um, you know, kudos to kudos to Ikasa for, mm-hmm. um, for for getting a move on with some of these cool projects. Um, so I look forward to hearing more about uh, digital radio. It's going, to, um, it's going to open the airways further. Um, it'll probably be quite limited uh, in, resp- in, in, uh, in, in relation to FM radio for now because of the lack of um, devices in the market. So mm-hmm. um, it may just be more of a hobby for, for some people for the, just to start with. I'm not sure there's going to be any real money in digital radio um, for a couple of years yet until those devices are in the market. And I suppose that's going to need to be part of the conversation Uh, is is how do we get um, DAB plus receivers, for example, into the market quite quickly? Um, And and what's the benefit uh, to consumers? Because consumers aren't going to spend money on these things uh, if they don't see a real benefit. Um, you get yeah, exactly good, you get better quality audio um there are value-added services on top of these things as well but if you if you if you, if you have a FM
0: brand radio small portable radio yeah the quality isn't going to make that much of a difference to you the question also is going to be is it going to be worth for you to upgrade unless you have to unless obviously mm. fm gets switched off at some point which mm. won't happen in the near future um those those receivers are going to be quite a bit more and again probably aiming at a a higher lsm market mm. Um, mm. unless they can find cheap really entry-level radios because you can get a radio for 50 rand these days 100 rand it's yeah. cheap electronics
1: yeah, yeah. um I, I suppose key will be getting the car manufacturers to include these radios in mm. their cars mm. um uh, I, i'm not sure what the uk did, did uh, uh, in respect of car radios but um I, I think a lot of vehicles there now have dab receivers in them uh, and that's, I think that's key, is getting it into cars. You, you're still going to need the FM receiver, sure. um, uh, so you'd need some sort of uh, receiver that can do both. Uh, do,
0: you, do you get cell phones with? I mean, you get cell phones with FM capability. You do. do you get them with uh, digital radio, DAB chips in them?
1: You do. Um, I'm not sure how commonplace they are. Um, I think you get them in Korea quite readily. Make, well, that would make sense to me. Digital phones well.
0: with that. Yeah, FM and digital radio. No, no, you've got something viable, I think. Mm. And you're introducing a whole new market to the technology. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. You know, Getting into cars and into cell phones will be pivotal to its success here in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure to what extent your cars can mandate that sort of thing. Say to the motor industry, uh, you will include, mm. if you're going to put a radio in your car, it will include DAB or DRM and DRM. Uh, I don't know if they can... I don't know if they, if the the law allows them to 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 make demands like that.
0: I'm sure car manufacturers would love the opportunity to, put, to add to add something new yeah. to the
1: mix. Yeah, yeah, it might and once
0: differentiated because everybody can do it, but once, once, it's a nice feature.
1: Once one of them starts doing it, they'll all do it. Yeah, and yeah. probably start with the more luxury cars to start with, and then move on down the market, the same way Bluetooth did. Oh yeah, but it's exciting. I look forward to these hearings. I've I've done so many interviews on digital radio. It's uh, it's great to see that um, um, we're moving ahead, and of course, there've been trials—very uh, mm-hmm. successful mm-hmm. trials of both technologies, DAB plus and DRM—done in South Africa. And we've got some very, very smart people in that uh, in that space, um, uh, including the, some of the inter- people we interviewed on that uh, podcast, like Dave Cherry, and um, uh, I'm going to miss some of the names now. But uh, um, the guys from Sadiba—very um, smart engineering skills, guys who've got decades of experience in. Uh, in broadcast technology um, who can uh, really lead this and uh, help South Africa get this going. And um, hopefully we can do something um, pa- powerful like we've done with the uh, white spaces uh, regulations and come up with something that the industry can really work with and ensure that uh, digital radio in South Africa is a success. Yeah. Do you, uh, any, anyone listening live right now, welcome to send us a WhatsApp 71 999 What are your views on uh, digital radio in South Africa? Do you think it has a future... Um, would you buy one? Um, let us know your thoughts. 71 Please send us a voice note in WhatsApp. So I did a very interesting uh, interview Rechard, this week with um, the CEO of Pinnacle. Um, of course, you'll know Pinnacle. They're a, a part of the uh, Alviva Holdings stable. They're a big uh, distributor of technology products. Um, and, uh, Tim Humphries Davies is the CEO there I had a great chat with him this week. we're always going to have a listen to that podcast, but something very interesting. He said to me, we're talking about the economy in South Africa and how, how bad things have been over the last few years. And, uh, he, he made some interesting remarks. He says that distribution is a, is a real bellwether for the, uh, for the industry. It really gives you, in fact, the, the term he used was canary in the coal mine, um, Although um, well, I think the canary dies in that <laughs> <laughs> in the story. <laughs> um, so uh, what what he said was interesting was that distribution is usually the first to feel the effects of mm. um, of an improvement in the economy, and that makes sense, I suppose, because uh, it's your retailers and and, um, and uh, SMEs etc who buy from the yeah. distributor. So if demand from distributors is for, from distributors is rising, then that would seem to suggest that there's growing demand uh, out there in the real economy. Um, the other interesting thing he said was that uh, usually, or um, well, certainly pinnacle notices, is there's an increase in demand at the coast before Ha when there's a recovery. Um, I'm not quite sure why that would be. It's um, interesting. It's very interesting. I'm going to keep my eyes open for that. Uh, <laughs> the trends. Yeah. Um, so he said that. Uh, so last year, around I think he said August, July, August, September, it was absolutely dreadful. Um, demand was was poor it was clear the economy was in a terrible state. Towards the end of last year, there were some signs of life. Uh, The RAND was improving, retail sales were looking better. But then he said in the first quarter of this year, so this is January to March, um, and looking at his own numbers and uh, activity um, on um, on their systems, and they monitor everything in real time, apparently, on da- dashboards and stuff so they can see... Love how, dashboards. <laughs> ...how many people are actually, you know, what the numbers look like in terms of emails being sent by the company, how many requests for quotes they're getting, and all that sort of thing, which gives them an insight into mm-hmm. what's happening. And he said in the first quarter, there was a big spike in demand from SMEs. And uh, he said that that... Coupled with what we saw towards the end of last year, uh, suggests to him that um, that uh, there's going to be a, 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 a solid economic recovery later this year. He said that SMEs always lag, um, oh, sorry, always corporates rather, corporate mm-hmm. spending mm-hmm. rather lags SME spending by two to three quarters, um, but inevitably always follows uh, an increase or a decline in SME yeah, spending. Yeah. So he said SME spending has jumped in the first in the first quarter of 2018, and as a result, he would expect corporates to start to open their purse strings in the next six to nine months. Um, so that would put us into the second half of this year. Uh, and um, he he did uh, he, he did quantify by saying that he's not an economist or qualified rather by saying he's not an economist, um, but um, certainly based on historical precedent, uh, mm-hmm. his suggestion is. Looking at what's happening now, uh, we may be heading into better economic times this year.
0: Yeah, very interesting. I mean, if I'm looking at small businesses spending money just within the kind of sphere of work that I do, uh, there's definitely people of, uh, I'm, I'm kind of gearing chatter of people planning things middle to later of the year, you know, there's definitely money being spent more broadly, because the outlook obviously is a little bit brighter. It's been good to see. It's really been interesting to see people getting a little bit excited about like, getting engaged with various parts of their business and mm. just doing cool things. There is some disposable money there. Yeah. I mean, still tight times without a doubt, and then the the VAT hike is, is mm. you know, the pinch is still there. Yes. Um, but but I, yeah, I like it. Small businesses, the guys that I work with, I can definitely see a say, increase in spend from them. But and fact- they're excited about technology. They want to invest mm. in
1: new things. But finally, for the first time in ages, it does look like there's maybe a glimpse of a glimpse of hope on the horizon, <laughs> uh, because our economy really hasn't been going anywhere for a long time. Um, and, and let's hope it's not just the Romer Foria effect, as it's known, that uh, this is going to translate into something more meaningful as we go forward.
0: And you know, you know, this is Friday the Thirteenth, so I'll say I'll, I'll be yes, able to is. say yeah. say this. But um, you know, you know, people often talk about these these ebbs and flows and the seven year rule, seven years of stuff not going too well, seven years of stuff going well. It's been, what, eight years ago that we had the World Cup, and that was the last
1: time I remember South
0: Africa being excited and happy about things. From there, it kind of was Daniel for a while.
1: Yes. Well, it pretty much uh, correlates with the Jacob Zuma presidency, doesn't it? Uh,
0: yeah, very <laughs> much so. <laughs> sure, I'm so glad we're out
1: of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It was so nice seeing him in court the other day, I must
0: Yeah, on the bench. I've of him on the bench. Very nice.
1: <clears throat> um i think we need to take a quick ad break uh, we'll be back uh, after this commercial message just for our uh, live listeners we'll be back in just a moment bitco is revolutionizing the way businesses connect we're taking on your connectivity challenges and shooting our high-speed fiber internet across the country not just for some but for everyone fiber is not a luxury but a necessity for business for life for you and being connected is everything. So network with a tier one internet provider and take your business to the next level of connectivity. Bitco.co.za. Connectivity is everything. Honey, why can't I download any more series? Dad, my game just bombed. Daddy, I was speaking to Kevin and my call just cut out. With uncapped Vox fiber to the home, reaching your cap is a thing of the past. You can have all your devices connected all the time. Get unlimited browsing, unlimited calling, and unlimited entertainment. Vox Fiber. Now uncapped. T's and C's apply. For more information, visit vox.co.za. Welcome back to the show. How's it, Recha? How's it, Duncan? Good, thanks. Uh, reminder to anyone listening live to the show today. And please do, if you're listening to the recorded show, uh, we normally record around 2, 2.30 on a Friday afternoon. Uh, you're welcome to join us live. We'd uh, we'd love to have you on the stream. And uh, if you want to send us a voice note, please do 71 999 is the number. Uh, you can send that in WhatsApp. And uh, let us know your thoughts on the subjects we're talking about today. Uh, or maybe you just have something you want to get off your chest. And we also accept really, really funny memes. <laughs> as long as they're audio <laughs> um so let's let's talk about some international news now rechart and there's a couple of stories which have caught my eye in the last couple of days the first one and i know you want to talk about this in some detail is uh, the um speculation uh, i think it's actually beyond speculation that xiaomi the um the big chinese um smartphone maker mm. uh, is uh, looking possibly uh to buy gopro now, GoPro has obviously been in uh, in a lot of trouble in the last uh, little while. Um, declining sales numbers, um, bit of a one trick pony, really. They uh, um, they've been making the same kind of little ca- action cameras for 60, 15, 16 years. No, there now. hasn't been much innovation there. huh? They've been getting better and better. They've gone four K. They've got uh, you know, I mean, the the current GoPros are a lot, a hell of a lot better than the early ones. But mm, mm. but you're right. It's it's still um, it's the same basic product. I tried to get into drones um at the same time that DJ, DJI uh, which is a Chinese company I think yeah. was um was really starting to ramp up and doing really well um and they had some Technical issues, I think, with those drones as well. Yeah, some major early
0: on technical mm. issues, recalls, and that was yeah. that killed the business for them.
1: It killed it, and they've got out of that business now entirely. I think, Richard.
0: Yeah, they have. Mm. There's still a few of them floating around. Uh, nice show. Floaters, floating literally, <laughs> float, literally floating around. Look, it was a great drone, it, and the technology was sound. And the handled gimbal that you could pull out of the drone to use. You know, you can ride your mountain bike with this thing mm. strapped to you. They had some good technologies, but they failed to capture the market because DJI was just so much further ahead of them in the game. Yes, um, and it is about the video photo side of things, and that's what a lot of people I think miss. Is these are photographic companies. The action aspect and the aerial aspect of it is kind of the sec is, is kind of the focus of where they want to take it. Mm. Um, and the better you can do that secondary feature, uh, you know, the more successful you'll be. But Xiaomi is, has been an interesting company to follow because they've also been producing some really interesting things, especially on the drone side. Um, oh, have they been doing drones? I yeah, they, they, okay. they've got some drones not available in South Africa readily available. I think a few people import them. But, you know, good, solid products. And, and you can see they, like DJI, is, is modeling themselves on the Apple kind of, you know, look and feel of products, you know, developing really solid products with a slick look and feel that's easy to use for any user. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it would be a clever move for them to 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 buy a GoPro, especially now that GoPro is down. You know.
1: Yeah, but I mean, is is uh, is it not going to be a dud purchase? Is DJ DJ I can never say it properly. DJ I <laughs> still not in the ascendancy here. I, I mean, if they failed once, what guarantee is it that they'll be successful when combined with Xiaomi? Well, I guess for, for Xiaomi,
0: there's two things here. It's it's getting credibility, more credibility. I mean, they, it's it's like Huawei, right? How long did Huawei take before they became a, a true cell phone global player that you know that people can look at them as a brand and say, yes, I want to buy this phone. Mm. ViaMe is kind of still playing in the gray area there, especially in kind of the South African market. Um but buying a brand like that, you get the technology, the underlying patents, um, and that brand imagine Xiaomi powered or Xiaomi Xiaomi drones powered by a, a, a gopro you yeah. know maybe they take the brand away i don't know they, it'd be silly if they do do that but again it's credibility in the brand this gopro is still a, strong brand. That's, a very strong brand unfortunately unfortunately yeah unfortunately i mean gopro is a word gopro is action camera those two things mm-hmm. go hand in hand that's why garmin had such a hard time with their camera and they failed because they just couldn't you know, live up to the same hype as as government does, and it's arguable who's got, got the better product today. Technology, you know, video technology, 4K with any of these big brands is pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's 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 Canon versus Nikon all over again, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, i think it'll be interesting to see i just I, I, I want to see new life in gopro you know yeah. they kind of they lost the plot a little bit and they need to diversify you know, it's not just i mean they bought uh, the fusion 360 is out now um just launched i think in south africa which is their version of a 360 camera it's a great camera but again a year or two too late they mm. should have done this last year already now everybody's got a cheaper 360 camera yeah.
1: that, that's i think that's possibly uh, one of the biggest downfalls of of, of uh, gopros their pricing they're very expensive for what you mm, get mm. i mean it's it's a very good product but um i mean if the GoPro hero 6 is the current model i think um yeah, yeah. and that's uh, i mean that retails for eight nine grand that's not cheap
0: and you can still pick up you so still use a gopro euro 3 as part of my arsenal of cameras mm. um And again, you can only improve certain things on video and audio technology for because this is a consumer market. Yes, Mm. you get high end productions that use GoPros, but where they make their money is from you and me buying a GoPro for our everyday action shots. But you can probably also argue that the action camera, the heyday of action cameras is a little bit over now because you have you know, other ways of capturing that footage. Yes, a GoPro, you know, anybody can buy action camera. There's so many out there on the market, you know, whether it's good or not, that's arguable. But the idea of capturing action photography isn't as as beautiful as it once was because people now realize to actually be able to shoot like that, you need to go to these exotic locations. Yes. So it's not just about buying a GoPro and then shooting like a pro. You need to actually still understand photography and still have some good stuff to shoot and people are realizing that the same with with drones you know drones are fantastic to fly there's so much to do but once you've flown around the house and done a few things you can't get bored what do you shoot next yeah yeah and unless you're a pro you don't you don't have something to shoot that shine wears off and people go okay hang on Mm -hmm. maybe i should buy a cheaper drone because i'm not going to be flying every weekend and it's the same with action cameras. Mm. You're right. Very much.
1: You're right. I, pl- I had an action camera for a month, and uh, I-, I strapped it to myself and went on a trail run, and I don't think I used it again. <laughs> 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 I'd love to own a GoPro, but I really don't think I'm going to use it that much.
0: No, and the thing is, you don't, because what do you do with your footage? It's mm. fantastic to have, and I've got like seven of these things lying around. But I strapped into everything when I go, when I produce content, I use them. But outside of that, you know, apart from the initial playtime that I have with these things. Mm you know, you can only upload so many photographs or so many video clips to YouTube and Facebook of you cycling or running. Yeah. That's going to be fun. You know? yeah. Just and find a purpose. There's a lot of fun in it, but people kind of think that the world's going to open up once they yeah. strap a GoPro to their bike.
1: Well, it does if you're a, a cyclist and uh, the, the guy in front of you gets hit by an antelope, which is uh, one of the most yes. watched views on, video- on YouTube. Um, but uh, well, I think most of us don't get uh, lucky like that. The word lucky in inverted commas.
0: And also, don't forget, cell phone cameras are getting so good now um most people find it easier to whip out their smartphone shoot 4k when yeah. they need it i mean most of them are either a little bit rugged or a little bit waterproof or a little bit splashproof. i'm not talking about full-on mm. um action camera usage but that kind of suffices again for your needs you well, know? so you
1: have your cell phone with you all the time whereas mm. um you have to consciously pack a gopro yeah exactly
0: mm. exactly no it's it's, it's um I'm, I'm i've kind of kept my eyes on me for a while because i think i, I kind of like the way that they're going but what they do with GoPro and the next range of product they develop is going to really make or break this mm. decision of theirs, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens on that on that front. But uh, yeah, something needs to happen at GoPro because mm. um, their their numbers are all heading in the wrong direction right now. So Russia has banned Telegram, which is quite interesting, since Telegram <laughs> is made by the Russians. Um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but I, I'm not. I'm actually not surprised by this. Uh, you know the. Um, the reason is that uh, they refuse to give their encryption keys to the Russian government, and of course, if they'd done that, that's the end of Telegram. Yeah. No one would use it anywhere in the world again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So, <laughs> so we're not really surprised. Is there anything There's else to, talk much about? to say? About, <laughs> I mean, it's,
0: but why don't they? Why did they stop there? Why don't they just ban WhatsApp? Have they banned WhatsApp? Because WhatsApp is a I similar don't know. principle, right? Encryption yeah. between two users talking. Um,
1: yeah, I guess. I don't know Russia. I don't know, but. Uh, it's the right decision by by Telegram, and the only decision that they could have made, to be frank. Do you use Telegram? I do. Um, I don't. There are not many people on it, though. A couple of guys I talk to. Um, I like I like its desktop app. Um, WhatsApp's desktop app isn't mm-hmm. great, um, but yeah, I do use
0: it. Yeah, um, no, it's a it's a great platform, and you know I'm working on a few projects where people will only talk to me on Telegram, which is pretty interesting because they trust that to be the most secure ver- platform I don't. To, to communicate on. I don't.
1: I trust don't think WhatsApp so? more. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, maybe it's just because the Russians. Are a bit, I'm a bit nervous about it, but um, I, I trust WhatsApp. I don't think that I don't think that, um, I don't think that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is reading my messages. Mm.
0: No, yeah, I agree. If, if anything came out from this, and we'll probably talk about this just now, but mm. if anything came out from that hearing, is that. The American Congress don't know anything about how technology works. And secondly, Facebook, it's too big for them. They they really can't monitor everything. I mean, the data centers housing all the data that people are storing alone must rack up millions of billions of dollars a month.
1: I'm sure they'd love to be able to monetize the content inside WhatsApp messages, but they don't. And uh, Zuckerberg said as much. We cannot read the messages because of end-to-end encryption. Mm. Um, The the messaging app I trust the most, um, if I'm really being paranoid, is Signal. I'd use Signal if I need to really share something secret. Why is that? Um, I've read a comparison of the different um, platforms, and I think WhatsApp's actually based on the same protocol as Signal. So I think WhatsApp's technology is based on the same end-to-end encryption technology as Signal. Um, but I've read some technical papers on it, uh, not recently. I, no, I can't give you a, a succinct pricey right now. Because it, <laughs> it was technical and it was a while ago, but um, I went through the various... Uh, uh, or I read through a technical paper on the, comparing the different systems, and um, it struck me that Signal was probably the most secure of them. Interesting. Okay, I meant to check that out as well. Yeah. But it's, again, it's certainly not the prettiest, though. I mean, you can't do yeah, sure. cool animated GIFs. And uh, Oh, yes, yes. Although you can uh, you can make phone calls on it.
0: But are you also kind of, yeah, secu- security, again, is relative. Like, the person on the other end receiving that secure message can just take a photograph of it, and your message isn't really secure, right? Yeah, it's yeah.
1: Well, you've got to trust the person you're talking to. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, but I actually had took a call with, from someone on Signal the other day, and um, um, he called me. And I don't know if uh, if he called me. We were talking about quite sensitive stuff, and he works inside a parastatal. Uh, and he phoned me on Signal. And the quality of the call was fantastic. Probably because it's not the server's on that clock down. It's a very selectively <laughs> used application. <laughs> right? Possibly possibly but
0: Um, i i just love the fact that on our smartphone again this is the stuff of the future we're living i mean 20 years ago when i was a kid you know dreaming about what technology could hold never thinking of something like a a smartphone in my hands or dreaming about technology in my hand but not having the, the access to it being able to do end-to-end encryption from this device in your hand that's always with you. I mean, that is pretty spectacular to you. you, can, you know Having secure conversations mm. um, or even open
1: conversations, just accessing everything, yeah. everybody. SMS, certainly, wasn't secure. Oh, no. no when no. was the last time you sent an SMS, Rech? I, I, I think three weeks ago. Okay.
0: I don't know. It wasn't specifically an SMS. I just wanted to reach somebody that wasn't via WhatsApp. I just wanted to send them a straight ping message. Okay. You know, I don't know. Well, I can't. <laughs>
1: I can't but remember the last time, time that yeah, never. I can't remember the last time I sent a WhatsApp. When people, oh, sorry, uh, an SMS message. I still get SMS messages from time to time, and when they send them to me, I reply to them in WhatsApp. Hmm. Um, hmm. Mainly because I'm sitting at my computer and it's quicker to type on the keyboard, and I can't send an SMS from my keyboard. Um, so I just respond, uh, "Hey, I saw your SMS," and yeah, <laughs> carry on yeah, talking yeah, yeah. in WhatsApp. So I I, so I don't know why some people actually still send SMS messages because. Uh, um, I, I, oh, not everybody has smartphones. Everyone <laughs> that I deal with has a smartphone. Um, the guy who works in my garden has a smartphone.
0: Really? No, mm. I, my garden has got a, a, a dumb phone. So mm. SMS and phone calls is okay. our communication method.
1: Okay, okay. No, he, he got a new smartphone and um, he... Uh, he came in quite excitedly and said, can I have the password to your Wi-Fi? <laughs>
0: Fantastic. <laughs> so I said,
1: of course you can. It's uncapped. Awesome. You're most welcome.
0: Have you noticed how many places have got free Wi-Fi these days? Everybody. Mm. Everybody has Wi-Fi. It's like some people don't even advertise. You just go in there and they've got a little little sign that says free Wi-Fi. Okay. But it's become so, such a, it's like a non-issue anymore.
1: Yeah. I, just, I usually just connect my own hotspot because I, 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 I don't partners. trust the I don't trust hotspots. <laughs> yeah, Wi-Fi yeah. hotspots either. And in fact, I, I fire up a VPN before I connect to them. Um, or after connecting to them, so they can't read all my.
0: But again, data has become so cheap. You know,
1: I unless I'm going to
0: do specific work, I never connect to any Wi-Fi hotspot outside of my own house or my office.
1: Yeah,
0: I, mean, I can I can do gigs of data without spending. Yeah. you know, two or three hundred rand.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just fire up a hotspot on my phone now. Um, mm, mm. It used to be that uh, hot. If you created a hotspot on your phone, it would charge your battery very quickly. Uh, but it's not the case no, anymore. Not anymore. No, not anymore. Um and uh, the plan I'm on, I've got twenty giga data a month, so I just I never finish it, so oh, I'll just go oh, it. Exactly. Um,
0: Yeah. Just download the internet, all those Creative Commons content.
1: Yes. Yes, and we do apologise that before our live listeners had to endure some of that Creative Commons content when we don't, started. Don't
0: diss electronic music just because you're a progressive <laughs> rock fan. All
1: right, we'll play some. Uh, we'll play some more uh, uh, at Rehao's request some when the show. So if you don't if you don't like, like the music, you can hunt him down and
0: send out. us a WhatsApp and, and send us your vote.
1: <laughs> yes, rock or uh, rock or um, rock or EDM electronic ones. Oh seven one triple nine double one double one is the number. Our last uh, piece of news this week, also an international story, um, is that pod sales, Apple HomePod sales, seems to be falling well short of what Apple had anticipated or hoped for. Uh, are we really surprised? Um, Amazon Alexa is pretty much killing it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. But again, it's not really technology that's touching us so much. No, it's not a South African thing. I wish, I wish we had stuff like that, but… Um it is interesting to see how that market is maturing, though, and how people are embracing that technology. I mean, hmm. you would have thought having, you know, like the Amazon Dash Dot in your house would be a thing, right? Yeah. Just press one button to order one thing. It's, it's a very strange way of consuming things. But, yes. you know, if, if industry or market trends are showing us people definitely want technology... To buy stuff yeah one technology to make it easy to buy stuff
1: yeah i got an email this week from uh, glenn Veran, who's a long-time listener to the show um i think it's Veran. i hope i'm pronouncing your synonym correctly Glenn. um and he, he was saying he's bought a bunch i think it was amazon dots it could have been google homes i think it was amazon amazon dots and he sprinkled them around his home and uh, what he loves to do is just walk around the house and say um um do you say to alexa hey alexa play the music in my kitchen or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, the music just goes there um I think it was Amazon devices he bought. Apologies, it might have been Google. (laughs) Um, Either way, uh, the technology is awesome. But uh, how's it? Shout out to Glenn. Thanks for listening to the show and uh, being a long-time listener. Uh, We really appreciate it and uh, keep the feedback coming. Um, and now, I think i pretty much deals with uh, the main news items we wanted to touch on this week. Um, let's move on and talk about our winner and loser of the week, and uh, also very heavily linked to big news events this week. Of course, Mark Zuckerberg is our winner um, for the way he handled um, the senators um, in Congress, and uh, uh, yeah, he 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 was a bit robotic, as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, Rechot. Uh, but um, he, I, th- I thought he handled it a lot better and I went back to look at the old videos but he, I think he handled it a lot better than Bill Gates did in the late 1990s when Microsoft was under investigation for anti-competitive mm. behavior uh, and, and I, it's actually worth going back to looking at those 1999 yeah. Gates videos he was so defensive and so um, um, I don't want to say arrogant but he was so uh, how dare you question me sort of attitude <laughs> um, <laughs> You know i'm microsoft what have we done wrong we're uh we're just creating great software how dare you question us was the kind of feeling you got listening to him uh, i think there was a lot more contrition from from mark zuckerberg um even contrition I, I don't necessarily think was necessary some of the time um and and he also got some really stupid questions um from some of these senators who clearly haven't got a first clue about technology
0: uh, it was it was a bit silly i mean really I, I, and there was but there was some good question i think this is the the good thing about it it's stimulating conversation about yeah. people's data and privacy yeah. and what they're signing up for yeah. if some good things come from this for example like them recreating their end user license agreements or I mean software players across the board to make it easier for people to understand you know just what is the body of these uh, of this document you're signing for and little things like that could make a big impact on just the way we all perceive data mm. privacy
1: mm. For sure. So yeah, I think he handled it. Uh, I think he handled it with a plume. Um, I think the senators could have probably been tougher on him, um, but he gave the right answers, and um, you, you could see he was. Um, you could see on some of the questions he was going, "WTF? Uh, I mean, what?" he <laughs> looked look around and said, I- "I'm sorry, I don't understand your question, senator. It's like, <laughs> you idiot! What are you asking me?" <laughs>
0: Like the one where the one senator asked, "How do they make money if they're giving away their product for free?" And Zuckerberg paused for a and says, "We sell ads." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Oh, anyway, um, it was good fun watching that. Um, it was good fun watching that, um, but yeah, let's hope it's not the same group of senators who might develop the regulations. Mm. Otherwise, we might be in also all we'll be in very big trouble. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And our loser this week is one Mister Iqbal Survey, um, who tried to list a new entity on the JSE this week. Um, I think it was pretty uh, apparent from the outset that uh, this thing was cobbled together, and its valuation that the, the valuation they were put attaching to it was nowhere. Near what it was actually worth. Sam Sol of Amamungani did a very piece, a very good piece, unpacking it all, um, which of course um, Independent Group hated and attacked him in front page stories in uh, papers like the Cape Times, which um, I'm sad to say has really become oh, uh, a rag. Um, I feel sorry for um, Cape Tonians because they really don't have a decent daily newspaper down there anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, quite, quite shocking, actually, to see the way that um, Iqbal Surveys abused his newspapers to punt this this listing, um, particularly in Business Report and the Cape Times. Um, but uh, the JSC this week, um, um, I forget the details, but they uh, said that uh, the listing could not go ahead because um, Sagamaster Technologies, which is the name of this entity they put together, this unicorn, they were calling it, um and superior did a very good cartoon of um uh, of iqbal survey on a on a unicorn uh, mm-hmm. which was actually a zebra um yeah uh, they failed to file some papers or something which they claimed they had done or something but hmm. um the JSE said this listing is not going ahead and they pulled the plug on it and then um they issued a press statement blaming their rivals in the media for uh, questioning this and, and effectively um, undermining the listing and uh saying that they will now the South African market doesn't understand the value of these companies and just look at the discount of Naspash to 10 cent and blah 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 we're going to go and list in New York and maybe Hong Kong and uh, (laughs) all the rest of it I can guarantee you that Saga Master Technology is not going to be listing in Hong Kong or New York Um, I'd put good money on that not happening (laughs) I don't know what happens next though and um, I would be quite worried if I was an employee at independent newspapers um, because they are in quite a um, quite a uh, desperate situation from all <coughs> accounts uh, certainly reading through Sam Sol's piece uh, Ivo Fechter wrote a very good column on, on this as well on the Daily Maverick which is well worth going to have a read uh, I can highly recommend that piece uh, quite funny as well I think uh, the phrase he used was um, I think he said something along the lines of "Iqbal survey was selling a boatload of rotting polony or something <laughs> <laughs> <Not> <laughs> so that's our uh, our loser this week is Iqbal's survey uh, Recha, do you have a pick this week I do. I've been playing, and I sadly had to give it back yesterday,
0: but I've been playing with the HP Omen 17 inch high end gaming notebook. And wow, what a beast this thing was. It's called the HP Omen with the Core i7. I think it's HP Omen X. Um, or the HP Omen 17 goes for about thirty five thousand rand. But listen to the specifications of this bad boy. Um, it's got an Intel Core i7 seventy seven hundred HQ processor running at two point eight gigahertz, which you can obviously bump up to three point
1: eight. What does the
0: HQ stand for? Uh, I've got no idea. High quality. Hyper threading Hyper threading something. Hyper-threading, uh, something. Uh, it's got thirty two gigs of memory. Wow. It's got two hard drives. Um, two for storage a two terabyte 5400 rpm drive but the powerhouse being the 256 gigabyte m.2 ssd which is on that motherboard which is a super fast hard drive now if you don't know what m.2 ssd is it's essentially an ssd card that just plugs directly onto your motherboard it's It's like ram it's like ram yeah plugs directly into one of the pci buses um, and it's a super fast ssd which is fantastic it's got a 17 inch monitor runs on windows 10 got all the usual ports from usb3 um display ports um but the thing that really makes this thing play games very nice is the geforce gtx 1070 graphics card in it which is also a power so i was able to play battlefield one PUBG, all my games on high res or ultra high res um, quality which is pretty impressive
1: what's the resolution of the screen
0: um, it is a. I'll tell you. I had the specs of it. I think it's a 19, oh, 1920 by ten eighty.
1: Okay, so it's full the, HD. It's not yeah, a 4K. full HD. There,
0: there is, if you look at the HP Omen range, you can there's various versions you can buy with ver- obviously various internals, various screen sizes. There's also a four K version of the screen available, which is very expensive and um, sure. with a much higher resolution. Um, but to be honest with you, for gaming, that's, the screen was beautiful to look at, considering you sit relatively mm. close to it. I also plugged it into an external display, which also worked. But you know, f- for portability. You know, even though you get about 45 minutes, maybe 50 minutes for gaming on battery alone, it's not really intended for that kind of thing, right? It's just a portable, high-end computer. The other things I tested on this, which was obviously worked very well, video editing. I did some video editing, it and you can't really compare it to my MacBook Pro, but this is a very high-end MacBook Pro equivalent in price two years ago Mm. um, and this thing just outperformed it on every level Um, obviously it's windows based but just editing videos crunching those numbers this hp omen was pretty impressive Um, I would certainly check it out you can probably have a demo in the HP shops around the country but uh, the HP Omen yeah it kind of blew me away I was very impressed and the look and feel is very nice too it's got a very aggressive build some really aggressive um, air vents at the back that make it look like a little Bugatti Veyron straight out of Boxburg straight out of Boxburg but it's not a bad looking notebook uh, (laughs) it's the kind of thing you can put on your your boardroom table and
1: you know people you can put it on the back seat of your Subaru (laughs) 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 with gull wings (laughs)
0: not that bad no I'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> the keyboard is lit it's very uh, the wasd keys also especially lit with uh, kind of a little white backlight so everything about this notebook just screams gaming it's worth yeah. checking out
1: cool cool stuff um and i know you've got another gaming notebook you're looking at which uh, i think you're gonna talk about uh, next week next week yeah okay. coming soon my lips are sealed um my pick this week is a website uh, and if um, you ever wondered uh, needed to look up uh, what network someone's on uh, you know even because you uh, it's quite a useful thing if you're on prepaid especially and you you know you can get um, well, even on contract and you know you can get cheaper or uh, even free calls at certain times of the day or if you stay on network and that sort mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. but so many people have ported their numbers now you never know what network they're on anymore um, so there's a website it's been around for a while um, but I was playing around on this week it's quite useful it was down just before we started recording the show so hopefully it's back up by the time you
0: listen to this it still looks a little bit down I'm trying to load it but it's not not it's resolving up. okay
1: no. Um, so, obviously, they're having an issue today. It was definitely working yesterday, so I'm, I'm sure it's a temporary glitch in the... Uh, the Matrix. Uh, in the Matrix, or what do they <laughs> say in Star Wars? In the uh, space... To, uh, no, they don't. Space-time space 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 time time continuum. Space-time continuum. No, mm, oh, that was Stephen Hawking. Uh, or Albert Einstein. Um, now I'm getting off track. <laughs> <laughs> the website is um, www.porting.co.za slash website. And uh, you can just type in a number there, you could try your own number, um, and it'll tell you if the number's been ported, and it'll tell you what network that uh, number is currently on. It's kind of fun, um, you know, uh, to see uh, who's on on what network. I, I deal with a lot of uh, top executives in, in my job as a tech journalist, a lot of politicians. I typed in some of their numbers just out of curiosity, to so see who, who had ported what <laughs> networks they were on. And I was surprised to see how many people had ported to Telcom, actually. I was surprised to see how many people have ported to Telcom. Um, yeah, so uh, porting.ca.za slash public website. It is down as of the time of recording, uh, but uh, if you're listening to this uh, after the fact, then uh, hopefully it's up again and you'll find it useful. I've certainly bookmarked it. And Richard, I think that's our show for this week. Indeed it is. Just the questions and answers... Indeed. Let me do the first one. Iqbal survey's plan to list a chunk of independent media and some e-commerce assets was stopped by the JSE this week. What was the name of the entity he was planning to list? And that is Sagamatha Technologies, which I believe means Mount Everest. Hmm.
0: Google has launched a new lightweight Android search app for emerging markets in Africa. What is it called? The answer there is Google Go.
1: And who has been appointed to replace Viani Jarana as chief officer of Vodacom business? And that is William M. Zimba.
0: And the final question, who has been appointed as the new CEO of Liquid Telecom in South Africa? The answer there is Rashad Shah.
1: Rashad Shah, and we'll be bringing you a podcast with Rashad quite soon. So that's our uh, yeah, that's our show this week. Um, just remember, we record live at around two thirty on a Friday afternoon. If you're welcome to join us, uh, we'll tweet out the uh, link at the time. Um, and uh, we record live on uh, Spreaker, which is a video also an audio distribution platform. And... Uh, We'll hopefully be back on YouTube in a couple of weeks' time as well. And, uh, yeah, re- take the number down, 71 911 911. Put it in your phone, and uh, you don't have to send us messages during the show. Any time of the week is fine. Um, your thoughts on the podcast, just drop us a voice note, and we'll include it in our next episode, if you'd like us to. If you don't, don't just tell us not to use it. Um, and, of course, if it's full of swearing and stuff, we won't use it. You know, that goes without saying. Um Info at techcentral.co.za is our email address for old-school feedback. And, uh, yeah, that's it from Rechard and myself. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next Friday. Cheers. Ciao, ciao.